Welcome to Medified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. The creator of the famous React query library has prepared a new goodie for all of us called Tanstack Router. This library is currently in beta, which means that part of the documentation is still, well, non-existent. Anyway, from the pieces we do have, we can say that it looks pretty cool. Okay, let's start from the basics. Tanstack Router is a routing library for React, Vue and Svelte that is highly inspired by a well-known routing solution from Next.js or React Router DOM, plus it promises a few cherries on the top. When it comes to comparison to probably its main competitor, React Router DOM, Tanstack provides some really cool features like automatic route prefetching, type-safe path parameters validation and custom serialization, asynchronous route elements, custom dev tools, and many, many more. Custom serialization is an especially interesting feature which could technically let you save a blob in a URL address. There are still some missing features like SSR support, but hey, this is just a beta. One of the most promising features seems to be the router's search parameters, which supports schemas, validation, full-type safety, and pre- and post-manipulation. Danstag tries to utilize search parameters as much as possible, which is good because having the state of your app represented through URL means users can just grab the web page link and share it with ease. Custom serialization and deserialization leave plenty of space for creativity. You could save your app state in a URL as a binary string or JSON if you really want to. For a more in-depth overview, we will have to wait until the documentation will be a bit more polished. There are a few very promising features like auto-prefetching, route elements or caching that we will cover as soon as possible, so stay tuned. If you found Tanstag Router interesting, I highly encourage you to check out its documentation for more information. As usual, the link will be in the description of the episode. Rome is back at it again with the release of its first stable version, V10. If you think you have heard of Rome a long time ago and then didn't for quite some time, you would be correct. Rome was announced around two years ago and one year into its development, the team decided to go back to the beginning and rewrite the whole thing from scratch, from JavaScript to Rust. This obviously caused a delay, but let's hope it's going to be worth it and let's take a look at what Rome can do for you today. Rome aims to be a toolkit that will handle code formatting, linting, transpilation, running tests, and bundling your code, all in one tool, which could potentially replace a lot of libraries and unnecessary configuration on your part. This release includes a formatter, a linter, and... yeah, that's it. It's a good start, though, if you imagine the scope of the things it wants to cover in the future. The upside is that the tools they have now support JavaScript and TypeScript, 
require minimal configuration and come with descriptive diagnostics. Rome's formatter is inspired by Prettier, one of the most popular code formatters out there, so if you decide to migrate, it shouldn't be a hassle. And for the linter, what they have is a recommended rule set that follows community standards and strives to be actionable and helpful. That is a lot of pretty wake statements, but if you scroll through the rules they support, the list seems pretty exhaustive. Let's take a look into the future that has been teased by the Rome team multiple times already. As we mentioned earlier, this toolkit wants to do so much more than just linting and formatting, and that would be so awesome. The team makes a really good point about the web development ecosystem offering a plethora of tools for various tasks you need when writing JavaScript or TypeScript code. And that's the problem, right there. The more options you have, the more time you spend researching, configuring, maintaining and scaling them. Wouldn't it be cool to have just one dependency-free tool that can do it all? Hell, it sure would. The advantages to this are numerous, and on top of that, Rome aims to be super efficient in all the things it does. It never does the same work twice, so for example, it avoids parsing a file when bundling if it already linted the file in the editor, which is low-key sci-fi if you ask me. And as it is with everything that got rewritten into Rust, performance resembles those nice graphs that Craig Federighi shoves in our faces at every keynote that compares a new Apple Silicon chip to its competition. Hopefully we'll get to see more of what Room has to offer in the upcoming year, and I can't help myself but use the oldest joke in the book when I say we understand that, because Room wasn't built in a day. If you are developing React Native applications, Expo looks like the way to go now more than ever before. In the new SDK version 47, the Expo team brings us even closer to a better mobile experience, both for the developers and for the users. Starting from the Expo modules API version 1.0, developers are now able to build libraries for Expo and React Native apps, leveraging Swift and Kotlin built on JSI. This will definitely reduce headaches for a lot of developers while bringing us closer to the so-called sweet API spot. On top of that, writing a new module with Expo modules provides support for the new React Native rendering engine fabric out of the box. Developers also don't need to worry about writing any C++ code. The Expo team already converted their libraries to Fabric, so we get a new Expo AV, Expo Camera, and Expo Linear Gradient. It's important to note that there are still some view-based libraries without support for Fabric that are in the pipeline for the future. Hermes has gained a lot of popularity since its introduction, and I'm not talking about the Greek god here, but Facebook's open-source JavaScript engine optimized for React Native. Hermes is now available in Expo Go for iOS, and Hermes Inspector can now also be opened directly from the development menu within Expo Go and development builds. Developers don't need to install Flipper SDK or use the Flipper desktop app. 
starting from the Expo version 48, Hermes will be enabled by default, which is great news, because Hermes brings us faster startup time and much less memory consumption. The most exciting news here is the beta release of file system-based routing with Expo Router. I know what you're thinking. Another rewrite of React Navigation? Well, no, but also yes. But imagine having file-based API exactly like Next.js, but for a mobile app. Built on top of React Navigation Suite, it brings a truly native navigation experience. Just like that, it can reduce the amount of boilerplate needed for navigation. And they also didn't forget about deep linking, which is done automatically just by adding your home screen to the app folder. Done. We also have a reminder here from the Expo team itself. Starting from January 2023, the classic builds that are done via Expo build command will be sunsetted. The Expo team suggests either using their hosted EAS build or building on your own hardware. There are still two months left to stop Expo Y2K, guys. Don't forget it. Thanks for tuning in to Minified. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later.